You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. All right, Arizona, we're going to talk about all Arizona women's basketball this episode. And what does that mean? There's only one person that can really speak to this in the way that the, the listeners uh, decide, and that's PJ Brown. Before uh, PJ talks, PJ, tell me if I get this all right. Follow PJ Brown on Twitter at PJBrown09. Download the Wildcaster app. Get the uh, uh, newspaper because there's always a really good Sunday spread as well, generally with stuff uh, that you've got. Um, did I miss anything? I think that's it. That's good. All right. So, um, yeah. So we've been talking about having you on for, you know, about a week now. Um, obviously, we're going to talk some Arizona Stanford. But I also wanted to talk with you big picture just about where – Arizona women's basketball is going because obviously it's going in a great direction. But first, let's just kind of talk about, you know, the Stanford game. Um, my thoughts were that, you know, Stanford is just really, really good. Arizona went into a tough spot to play and hung with them for about a quarter. And, you know, the offense just wasn't there for them. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Nobody should panic. There's no reason to panic. First of all, Stanford's the number two team in the country. So a long time ago, Adia Barnes told me this. When you play the top couple teams in the country, they're on a completely different level than everybody else. So right. it's like if Arizona went against South Carolina right now, they'd probably get beat pretty handily. Right. Um, so, so there's no need to panic. They're number two in the country, Stanford. They're great. The other thing is, of course, their coach is Tara Vanderveer, who is one of the best coaches ever. Of all time. So, yes. Of all time. The winningest, in women, winningest coach in women's basketball, the whole nine yards. The other thing I is I read a really, real, real quick, PJ. I was reading something on ESPN. They made a great point. They say, you know you are a great coach when somebody looks and says, you only have three national championships? Yeah. That's when you know you've hit it right there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but go ahead. Sorry um, to interrupt you. No, that's okay. The The other thing about Stanford, which is really hard, is when they are one of the best. She's one of the best at scouting other teams. So they know everybody's tendencies inside and out. They take you out of your game. And what that means is they also play the percentages, which means they know exactly – what your weaknesses are. So they're going to leave you open on certain shots because they know you're probably right. not going to hit them. Right. So they force you to do things that typically you wouldn't do. And that's what we saw today. We saw a lot of that. We saw them packing the paint, the trees. They're not called the trees for nothing. Right. right. They're long, they're big, and it's just hard to do a lot of things against them. Now, did Arizona make mistakes? Yes, of course. But a lot of it is they're taken out of their game. So then, of course, the thing they didn't do is box out, get a lot of rebounds. They kept giving Stanford chance after chance on on the offensive the on the offensive end. And it's a funny thing. I looked at the stats. They had 20 second chance uh, points, Stanford. So they only outscored, out-rebounded Arizona 23-21, I think, on that end. So it's a little deceiving on that. Right. But but Stanford beat out them on just 
regular shots and those missed free throws. They missed 14 free throws, and yet they got a lot of those rebounds, which when somebody misses a free free throw, you need to get that rebound. That's a given, right? And then that brings us to the free throw shots. Um, They had 34 attempts to Arizona's, I think, what, nine? Um, When you have a disparity like that, something's going on that says something. And that usually means you're going to lose the game. It doesn't matter what else you do, but you're going to lose the game because you gave them, because they got, they only made 20 of those, but they got 20 points and you only got seven. So while you were more efficient on the line, it really doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Right. It just doesn't matter. Right. Well, and like uh, you you talked about all offseason, you said, you know, a player that I think is really going to make a big jump here for Arizona is Lauren Ware. This is the kind of game where not having Lauren Ware in there certainly showed up, especially because we all love Kate. She's a fantastic player and whatnot. But there's just kind of a difference when, you know, Kate Reese is the one trying to box you out as opposed to Lauren Ware. Right. And as Adia always said that Lauren Ware was their best post defender. And when you take that yeah. person out of the equation, then everybody else is trying to scramble to, to do it. So when you place play a team like Stanford that has Cameron Brink, right? And players like that who are, what is she, 6'5", but she seems probably with her her arm, her length. Probably wingspan probably by about 6'8". Right, something like right. that. Then it makes it just harder because – you know, you're, you're scrambling, like Helena's playing the four at times. And, and it's just hard because it's, you're, you're forced to adjust. And then against teams like this, you're adjusting even more. Right. Now I wanted to talk to you a lot about just kind of the overall roster on this team. Cause I picked up some interesting nuggets uh, yesterday, just really prowling through, but first got to pay the bills. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. PJ, what's your favorite NBA team? The Warriors. All right. Excellent call right there. So if you're like, here's the deal. You put down five bucks, you can get $200 in free plays if that team just wins. The Warriors are playing better ball right now, even without Steph. Clay Thompson is uh, Clay Thompson's really caught form. So again, you can get uh, bet on uh, the Warriors. You can put down that money. You get two hundred bucks in free plays. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. Twenty one and up. Arizona only. If you got a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Next Step. And Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX. They're uh, um, got a great showing down at the Tempe location. Or if you want to come to away game watch parties at Tap and Bottle with us, they have Four Peaks there as well. So again, Four Peaks, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Check them out. Both will make you better for the wear. All right, Lauren Ware. Um, <laughs> all right. One thing that I noticed about this team, PJ, that you don't see very often, and I noticed this about a month ago, and I was curious to see if it uh, continued to transpire. You have four players on the team that are averaging more than two steals per game. That just shows right there activity. I mean, a lot of times you'll see one or two, heck, maybe three. But when you look across the board, Esmeri Martinez, who we're going to get to, Lauren Fields, um, Helena Pueo, Shayna Pellington, that's a lot of that. You're getting the hands on a lot of different uh, passes right there, PJ. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this is, this is part of what makes Arizona defense, Arizona defense. It's always sort of been this way that 
it's the tips and the steals and and that leads to all of this great transition basketball. So, um, you know, as we saw today, I think Shana, uh, Shana I think uh, Helena had three or four steals. And I think mm-hmm. Esmeri had three. Um, and, and in a game where they only had eight steals, right. so which is right. under their their average. Um, but yeah, they their hands are always up. They're trapping. They're doing a lot of things that get them those steals and those tips. Um, you know, you even look at a player like Maya Naji, and um, you know, in the first half, she was getting some tips that you wouldn't think that normally somebody would get even right. at her size. Right. But um, that's, right. that's what they do that everybody has a hand in it. Right. It's not just the guards are quick. Pardon the pun. Yeah. Pardon the pun. That was a good one. I like yes. that. So, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry about that. No, that's fine. Um, so yeah, that's what makes Arizona defense, Arizona defense. And, and this is what we've all come to expect to see. All right. Let's talk about Esmeri Martinez, because a lot of times when you get a transfer, you know, it can be kind of hit or miss. You don't know exactly what to expect. Um, she's been everything and more than I think that uh, anybody could have hoped. I mean, just across the board, one of the leading scorers on the team, one of the leading rebounders, one of the best defensive players, steals, blocks, you name it. I mean, she is going to be an all-conference player. And, you know, again, you talked about it this offseason. You said, trust me, Adia's got a plan. She's going to be bringing in some good players. Martinez is right at the top of that list. She is. She's, uh, I don't think it's too far to go out on a limb saying that she's the best player on the team right now. She's the best all-around player. Um, she just has her hand in everything and that's what she likes. I mean, every time I talk to her and I ask her about one thing or the other, she's just like, I want to be everywhere. And, and she is so, and when she came in, we knew she was going to be a good player, but more, I was more thinking about the rebounds and the points. I didn't really think about the steals and, and even how, when she gets a steal, how fast she is going down the court. To right. get that bucket on the other end, those are things right. um, that I really didn't realize that were part of her arsenal. And I have to tell you, some friends of mine who cover women's basketball, live on the East Coast, have been asking me about Esmeri because even though she played at West Virginia, they sort of didn't <laughs> see that. People didn't see right. what she's doing now. And I don't know if that's a case of them not just getting the publicity and people not seeing a certain player or what it happens to be, but she's also raised her game. And so I think that's part of it too. It's a combination of things. It's a combination of her just being good at what she does and then adding these other things, or maybe she always had them and just didn't come out as much as it is now. All right, you mentioned Helena Poyo earlier, another player that you talked about all offseason. You said, listen, she can do a lot of different things out there. And PJ, I mean, you're not kidding. Every single game I expect to see nine points, seven rebounds, four assists, three steals. 
I mean, she is everywhere. I mean, you talk about the jack of all trades doesn't even quite do her justice because that implies that she's merely just good at everything. She is a difference maker across the board right there. Oh, absolutely. And um, if you just look at, she has 37 steals now in the season. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And she's probably averaging probably a little bit over two steals a game. Right. Um She's just uh, really somebody that you can count on in all aspects of the game. So even if one game she's not, you know, today she got four steals. Maybe she only gets one in the next game. But right. she's doing so much all, again, all-around player who does so much. She doesn't have to – people want her to score more, and she should, and she has – but she's not that player who's going to average 25 points, but she's going to do everything else and leave it all on the court every single game. You, you never have to worry about the effort or the tenacity that Helena brings to the game because you can see it. It's there every single game. All right. I want to talk a little bit about the point guard now coming up, but again, got some more bills, more furniture, morfurniture.com. They've revamped the entire PHNX studios. Looks absolutely fantastic. If you're a taller person, they've got stuff for you. Like our good friend, Brody Dryden, who uh, merely says that he's six foot seven. I don't believe it. I think he's much taller than that. Or me at five foot nine. They have it for everybody. Check it out. More furniture, morfurniture.com. Uh, sizes and uh, upholstery for all shapes and sizes right there. And let's see, Mountain Mike's Pizza. Again, all the sponsors coming in here. I love pizza. Everybody loves pizza. PJ's from the Midwest. I would assume PJ loves pizza. Oh, yeah. Is Absolutely. That, is that fair to say? All right. Okay, check it out. Mountain Mike's on Oracle and Wetmore. Um, they generally have a pizza down at our watch parties, a tap and bottle. So again, check them out. Great pepperonis, all kinds of good stuff. Check out the show notes and the link in the description, Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right. The point guard is always the position that everybody looks at on the court. It's kind of like the quarterback. You know, even if they're not the best player, everybody wonders. I've had so many people ask me, and I figured that I'd wait till you came on, the point guard position next year. There certainly won't be a lack of talent in play for Arizona right now. But between the newcomer guards that we've seen this year, especially, you know, Kaylin Gilbert, the way that she's really shown out, you've got Jade coming in as well. That's going to be a battle right there, PJ. Yeah, I think that um, Jada Williams is definitely the point guard of the future. She's mm -hmm. also a true point guard. So while all, everybody else can play point guard, She's the one. She embodies a point guard. She said she loves being a point guard. She's a true leader. And she knows that she has to, the team goes as she goes. She understood that really early. Right. And so she always tries to make sure she's positive. She has her head up. She's in the game. And she'll just do whatever she needs to do in that specific game to win, whether you know, if she's got to keep feeding it to Brea because Brea Cunningham's having a great game or there's mm -hmm. a mismatch and she's open, um, she'll do that. If she needs to play really tenacious defense, she'll do that. If she needs to score, she'll do that. She'll take on whatever she needs to do. And 
there's something about a player who who has that in them that uh, makes them stand out in a lot of different ways, you know, and you, and you think about past players, right. We start mm-hmm. thinking about obviously Ari McDonald, right. Someone who would do whatever her team needed for them to win and to get, or right. to get over the hump. Right. So you would see a lot of times in the fourth quarter of games that Ari would like, go into another level, right? That she'd switch it up. And yes. Also, yes. Score like right. 12 points in that in the fourth quarter. Just doing things on the court. Goal. No one else can. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden she realized like, yeah. Oh, my team needs me. I really have to turn it up and she do it. And I think that we're probably, again, I don't like to compare players, right? Everybody's their own unique mm-hmm. players. I don't want to put any pressure right. on Jada. Um, but I think Jada's the same type of player where um, she's going to do whatever she needs to do to get that win. What's also very fascinating about Jada as well is that when she steps foot on campus, she's had the limelight on her for quite a while. I mean, LeBron James has been courtside at her game. She's been featured on different national networks. So, you know, she's if she's handed the keys to this, um, I almost said to this Rolex, if she's handed the keys to this Mercedes right here. This isn't going to be something that's going to be too big for her because she's been in the public spotlight for quite a while now, PJ. Oh, absolutely. She is in the top 10 of uh, athletes who have the biggest NIL deals. And she's Mm -hmm. the top high school kid who, who has those deals. So, you know, she's, she's, you know, has a lot of followers. She told me she's played at Sierra Canyon where there's the, the house is packed and in front of a lot of people. Right. So it, it sounds like she'll come in here to Arizona and sort of just be like, understand that and not be sort of frozen by what all of that is. I'm sure it's still an adjustment, right? Because it's right. game in and game out where the place is packed or um, that um, people will all be looking at her. You know, it's different on the college level. It's definitely different, but she already seems to be very comfortable in her own skin. She has the right people around her, her mom, her sister, and now and next year it'll also be a dia to sort of keep her calm and keep her steady and um she seems like she will totally be prepared what do you look for uh, you mentioned Brea Cunningham and you obviously got Montoya Du as well what what do you look for from roles from them next year again two other top 10 players in the country bringing in a little bit of size as well what do you look for from them Right. We'll see. I think Brea is is just powerful inside. She's right. going to be a tough. She's going to be, I think, a good. Um, you know, she's got good presence on yeah. both ends of the court, and so I think that'll be strong. And I think it'll just add to what Arizona already has with Maya. Kate will be gone next year, and Lauren coming back, and if as Mary comes back, I think it'll just be, um, you know, a good compliment to the posts that they have. And, and 
Matea is very dynamic. So I think she will be, while well, she's different, her game's a little different. It I think we'll think about Kaylin maybe in the same way because Kaylin is such a dynamic guard, right? That yes. we sort of yes. Um, I think Matea can create for herself. I think she'll probably be creating for others. She's got long arms. She'll probably be playing actually probably a forward position, more like Sam Thomas. Right. I think, and she's got long arms like Sam. So it'll be another one with length on defense as well. All right. Now, next year's team is interesting because you've got a lot of different possibilities. But let's say you want to go to one of those games and you don't know where to go because Arizona women's basketball now. And again, Nadia Barnes to me has been the most influential sports figure in Tucson in the past four to five years because she has put Arizona women's basketball to where it is an attraction. You know, I grew up here my whole life. I remember there were times when you could walk up and you could get into the third row. Those aren't, those days aren't happening anymore. So again, the place that you would get those tickets would be game time. They can get those uh, uh, many times 60% off. And again, check out the show notes and the link in the description game time. Uh, for all of your tickets, uh, ticket needs. And last one we got here, Tap and Bottle. For all the away game watch parties, come check us out right there. Downtown uh, 6th, uh, 6th Street, Scott and Rebecca do a great job. Got Mountain Mike's Pizza in there. You got some Four Peaks as well. But again, Tap and Bottle, great place to come and join us watching all the games. All right. I've, um, I messaged you this a while back because it's exciting to think about. So here's the only three players that you know are out of eligibility. Obviously, Shayna Pellington's out of eligibility. Kate Reese is out of eligibility. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. And Jade Laville is out of it. Yeah, sorry about that. And Jade Laville is out of eligibility. Everybody else from all of the transfers, obviously the newcomers, they can all come back on top of those three. Uh, you know, McDonald's All-American caliber players. This again, this thing's just getting started here, PJ. I mean, there's a there is a real template for being a possibly a dominating team next year. Oh yeah. Uh when I talked to Jada Williams, I guess it's two weeks ago now, uh, right before Christmas, I think I talked to her. I asked her, I said, What do you what do you want to tell uh the fans to expect when when you and Brea and and Montea Montea's already here, but she's going right. to, she won't play this semester, but when right. they start in the fall and she just said, it's going to be a movie. So, um, you know, expect that this class, this, the, the current freshman class and the next freshman class think that when they get together and they play for Dia Barnes, that at some point they've all told me, they're going to win a national championship. That's those are pretty bold mm -hmm. words. And we know how hard it is to get to the title yeah. game and how hard it is to win the title game. But they just feel that the combination of these two classes, these players feel that way. Um, right. We'll see what happens. I mean, they, they do have a, um, chance to at least on paper when you look at all of them and the skill set they bring the skill sets they bring they look like they could be final four teams they really do but as we know 
there's a lot that goes into it, right? It's not right. only, you know, everybody has to stay healthy, first of mm -hmm. all. Everybody has to do, follow what their coach tells them right. to do in every game right? and in between games and put in extra work. So it's not just I go to practice and then and I lift some weights and then I go home. No, you have to put in extra work if you want to be great. Um, that's just the way it is. And then, you know, also it's what other teams have, even though you focus on yourself and you do you're the best you can be. You know, look at the rest of the Pac-12, look at the rest of the country. And also yeah. in the when you look at the tournament. If you get a good, if you get a good path, things can work for you. Although, you know, you could just be on a ride. Like we never thought the path for Arizona a couple of years ago was True. good. I thought they, everybody thought they were playing Texas A&M, much bigger players that they wouldn't get past them. It was like every single game they thought, there was this huge challenge that Arizona couldn't get past them. And then they did. And that happens too. So there's a lot that goes into this. It's not as easy as saying, oh, yeah, we got like, you know, eight top players. Uh, we're going to go to the national <laughs> Right. Throw them out Doesn't there. Work like that. Does not work like that. Right. Unless you're established like may, maybe South Carolina, but, doesn't, but South Carolina hasn't been in every year, right? And same with Stanford. They right. get top players every year in and year out. And like you said earlier, they've only won three national championships under Tara. And that blows your mind. Right. And because you think right. they should have much more, but it doesn't really work that way. Right. She is the great PJ Brown. PJ, follow her on P uh, Twitter at PJ Brown 09. Download the Wildcaster app. Get the Arizona Daily Star. PJ does a great job. You've obviously got Bruce grinding, doing his thing. You got Justin, you've got Lev, you've got all kinds of different personalities right there. Great stuff going on. PJ, uh, do you want to tease anybody? Uh, what do you got coming up here? Because again, you've got kind of a cult following right here. So sure. um, yeah, sure. what do you well, got coming up? I hope everybody read the story I had in the paper today um, that looked back at the 1998 through 2001 Arizona mm -hmm. teams because they be beat Stanford four times in those four years. And that was a great story talking to coach B and Lisa Griffith and Risha Bristol. Um, that was really a fun story to work on. Uh, we've got something cool that I think people will like for Friday. I'm not going to give it out, but, but I'm just going to say, you'll want to okay. read it. She's PJ Brown is PJ. As always, it's a privilege to have you on and we'll be talking to you again soon. Great. Thanks, Mike. Right. You're listening. You've been listening to the AC Wildcat.